Folks, if you love Mega like we think you do, do us a small favor. Join the Patreon. It's the number one way to support a small podcast like ours. The year we had was, well, I wouldn't say we didn't get our asses kicked with strikes and podcasting budgets getting slashed. So why not just head over and give it a try? You can do a free trial on Patreon. If that's not in your plan, at the very least, share your favorite episode of Mega with a friend and leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. We'd love to keep going, and we can't do it without you. Thanks. I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are here. I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every week we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel, introducing you to members of our church staff and people from our community, and it is always a true treat, and it is a true treasure. Well, per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Highs, everybody. Deadass Hallie, how are you? I am so blessed, my brother. How was your week? I had a really awesome weekend, you know, uh, I'm not sure if I've mentioned him, but my friend Clay Mason Bannerman. Uh-huh. You've mentioned him. We had a really, really great weekend uh, because Popsicles, you know, his uh, his stepson uh, is with his mom this weekend. And what we've been getting into are these things called mocktails. Mocktails? Yeah. You know, it's an alcohol-free cocktail. So it's really cool. You know, you kind of get to drink, but you take all the fun out of it. You and take I think- the fun out of it? What, oh no! What oh no! Take the rum out of it. What the, I said? Fun. No, yeah, yeah. sorry, slip of the tongue. Oh, yeah. So we got into some mocktails, which were really fun. But then, really, you know, I had a great week with my teens in Climax. We did a program called "Jesus Is My Valentine." Oh, 
That's so cute. And it was amazing. You know, we decorated the climax room in a Valentine theme. Uh, we had rose petals everywhere. We had uh, chocolates that were in the shape of crosses. Awesome. And you could write a Valentine and pin it up on the cross to Jesus. Oh, so that was so really cool. fun. Yeah. I heard music coming out of the climax space. Was there dancing? Oh, yeah. You know, we did have a dance. But rather than people coupling off, you know, which we really want to avoid, at least in until the seniors, right, right. we played slow dance music and everyone danced alone, but imagine they were dancing with Christ. Oh, so awesome. that was really, <laughs> really fun to see. And I, you know, I did have one issue with several of the ladies who showed up basically wearing... I don't know what you would call it. I'd never really seen anything like it. It was sort of like a bathing suit with stockings and straps and stuff. Really? Right. Yeah, I just had never seen it. And uh, the, a couple of them had these furry, I guess you'd call them handcuffs. And when I called them out and I said, hey, is this appropriate? Is this really positive? They just explained they were doing a, a Mary Magdalene style role play and that these handcuffs were actually for when the Romans arrested Jesus. So oh. I was totally fine with it. Yeah. Wow, that's creative yeah. and imaginative. That's cool. How was your weekend, Hallie? Oh, I had the most incredible week, Gray. Just so blessed, blessed, blessed as a Christ follower because... Oh, I got to go to my annual women's conference called Afterthought, oh, and it great. was powerful. It's usually, it's either in Denver or Dallas or Miami or cool places like that. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix. This year, it was in Orlando. Oh, one of the best places in America. So all of these awesome- Even better than Cancun. Yeah. Why is it called Afterthought, Hallie? Oh, I think because when uh, God had created the earth and the whole entire universe and everything in it in seven days, he looked at it and said all of it was good. And he was done oh. with his creation and thought it was complete uh, before Adam got lonely. Right. And so, uh, you know, the creation of females was it was kind of an afterthought to God. That's And so, so we embraced it and we said afterthought. That's great. You know, I always thought it was kind of crazy that God did that. It's just like, you know, you've already made Adam. Just make another Adam, like make a Steve or something. But then he had to go, you know, another, you know, uh, try to really come up with another thing by taking the rib and doing this whole redesign. I know. You know? Well, you think he would have um, thought of it before that because he made uh, one of each on all the animals. Oh, right. Um, So you would have thought. But I just yeah, feel like. Yeah, he really thought about female animals before he even thought about. Yeah. Female ladies. <laughs> Isn't that neat? And wow. then, but then it it allowed for that really cool, um, uh, totally awesome miracle of just making an entire female human just from a male rib. It's so cool. That is cool. So anyway, I just, I'm on a Jesus high because, I mean, some of these, uh, we had the best of the best female speakers and all of the breakouts where you could kind of pick your different breakouts right. of different things you wanted to focus on with Christ. And man, in the breakouts, we had Nancy Nortberg and Steph Beth Mandroni and Sandra Boletto and Elizabeth Gilberto oh, and wow. Renee Round wow. and Sasha Baron Cohn. It was Whoa, so cool. Her, but that's so great. <laughs> it was really cool. And then our um, keynote speakers, when we we all got together and there were just thousands and thousands and thousands of women in the Maid Auditorium and our keynote speakers. We had the best in the world. We had Rick Warren and Erwin McManus and T.D. Jakes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so all cool? guys. Uh, yeah. All the keynote speakers were, were, yeah, they were all men. Yeah. 
all men for the all women's conference. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Didn't even think of that. I guess it was an afterthought. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. sent a dove with an olive branch as a sign that Noah's flood was over. Our guest today carries a sign for Twin Hills Community Church. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mac Pino. Oh, uh, hey, Gray. Hey, Ollie. Thanks for having me on. The, so excited to be in the building with you guys. Welcome. Oh, yeah. I bet it's nice to come inside once in a while, huh? Yeah, no, I'm getting a lot of rays out there. I can't really complain about it. Uh, it gives me like a nice sort of like tan baseline, but it does get hot and then also cold. So, yeah, it's nice to be in. That's right. And and so, I mean, everybody knows who Mac is because he is sometimes the first person that you see yeah. when you come into the church. Mac, why don't you tell everybody, uh, if they don't know who you are, what you do at the church? Because really, you're carrying a banner for Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny that you say that because that's also like literally what I do. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, yeah. Most people, when they think of like a science center, they think like, oh, it's like a big arrow that points to a Halloween store yeah. or like it's... Um, uh, it's a, a sort of more tapered arrow that points to a Christmas tree farm. Right. Or it's just like a rectangle that points to a, a bed, bath and beyond when they're having a sale or something. And what I, and I sort of did those jobs for a while. And then the sort of artistry of it, of the spinning with those very regular shapes, um, Left me wanting both physically and spiritually. I would love to find out a bit more how you, because you're really a career sign spinner, which I think yeah, is probably right. uh, uncommon because people sometimes think of a job like, okay, this is just on my way to something else or I couldn't get anything better. But you've really, you said, you know, you did the, the Halloween thing, you did the Christmas tree farm. I mean, I remember seeing you seven, eight years ago out uh, doing mattress sales for President's Day and that was awesome, tax stuff. So you really are known around town as the guy who, who spins for all sorts of stuff and i'm just wondering so how did you settle on this career for yourself well i was um this i was a i was a dancer for a long time oh, wow. right and uh so i you know i did all these um dance classes growing up whether it was like a, you know a jazz tap class okay. or a ballet class or sort of like modern movement class Amazing. and i just got to this point when i was like 15 or so that i was like and I love moving and I love dancing around, but I don't like being in class and I don't want to do musicals and I don't like going to clubs and I don't like the sort of outside music telling me like rhythm or beat to what to do. And at that point, all my teachers were like, I don't know what to tell you. We don't have any careers for you and I don't know what to tell you what to do. Right. That's really limiting. It seems like if you don't like that, you don't like being uh, inside on a stage. You don't like dancing to other people's That's music. Right. You don't That's like, right. you, you don't like performing in a, a ballet or in a club. Nope. I mean, it really limits you as a dancer. Yeah, I do don't this? like synchronizing with other people okay. and I don't like, um, 
Yeah, I, I guess it, it was like very particular, and I was young, so that was part of it too. It was like I didn't like people telling me what to do. Teachers would be like, "Do a double time step," and I'd be like, "You do a double time step. You like it so much." Oh, okay. And they'd be like, "Well, that's not the point of this class." And I'd be like, "Okay, that's fine." Um, and so, like, as I was, I was 15 years old, and I was leaving this jazz tap class, and there was a poster on the wall uh, for the musical, which was 42nd Street. Okay. It was a big, like, tap show. And I remember I ripped that cardboard off of the poster. Oh. I just sort of, like, threw it up in the air. I was like, I'm not going to do this. And then I caught it. Oh, and in that, that moment, moment, I was like, oh, oh wow. this is what I want to do. <gasps> Now, um, Mac, I was wondering, are you able to speak into the, because you have as, as much variety as you have in your dancing, you have that much variety in the signs. Like the signs are always changing. And sometimes they're, you know, seasonal. You'll have a Christmas tree spinning, you know, to point people towards the Christmas Eve services on campus and blah, blah, blah. But um, sometimes I'm just blown away by the creativity. And I was wondering, because I've seen um, Brett Schmitz down in the props department underneath the auditorium. I see him like constructing them and painting them and all of that. Do you get him those ideas or is brett coming up with those by himself i like uh as i mean like as you heard from me i would be so angry if brett came up and was like this is the dance i want you to do with this sign oh. so i sort of return that energy like whatever sign that brett wants to make yeah that's the sign i'm gonna spin and i'm gonna find a way to make and that's partnership right that's team sports oh that's so cool well i loved when we had oliver north as a guest speaker on a weekend oh, i yeah. loved that you were out there spinning this real cool machine gun looking oh thing. yeah and it had a compass the the little the the arrow that pointed to north outside the, yeah. the uh, coming out of the machine gun it was so great it was really cool i actually there were some because the, the we we did a couple versions of that and the one that we landed on was big which was good because the first one was machine gun sized and the, oh. the version that brett made of it was actually like pretty photorealistic and people who i knew were stopping and being like oh my god mac why are you throwing that and then like oh no it's okay That's but even in that one moment it was just, it was too scary. We were like, oh, we got to make this bigger. Man, same with your, when you had the anti-abortion sign and it was just that huge bloody knife. I thought that was such a powerful image. Such a cool, cool message. You know, we tried that with um, with some, uh, bl not real blood, but with some uh, stage blood on it. Oh. And it looked great, but it was... Uh, it was a heck of a lot harder to catch. I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. But I, I still, I do have to say, I, there's nothing's going to compare. Of all the great signs you're out there spinning, nothing for me compares to when you're just spinning the cross, spinning it, spinning it, throwing it upside down all around. It's my, it's my favorite. It's I feel best. like, you know, every samurai has his sword. And for me, mine is the cross. And that's, you know, awesome. it's got, it's... Uh, it's such a wonderful shape. It, it It's such a, you know, powerful spiritual emblem. Yeah. And I feel like when I'm spinning it, I'm, I'm not, I'm, it is the only person I will work with, you know, oh, is when I'm so spinning cool. it is the Holy Spirit within I, me. I, I, sort of help me with that. I just love that, Hallie. And I, you know, I, and Mac, when I think about you spinning that cross, I'm going, yeah, that's the Jesus that I want to follow is not some just sad guy that's dragging it around and crying and saying, I can't do much with this because basically he's going to get on that thing and he's going to save He's going to save humanity. So I just imagine Christ, you know, spinning the cross up the Via Della Rosa, all the way up the hill, you know, and then he's going to put that thing in the ground and he's going to get up there and have a good time or not a good time. But you know what I mean? He's going to he's going to be have a lot of energy around it like you bring to it. It's honestly, the, that's what I think, too. And when I think of uh, the crucifixion and when I think of his hands restrained on yes. the cross, yeah. to me, 
that's such a power that's such a powerful message it's such a powerful sacrifice because what they're taking away from him like if that was me like well now you can't spin a sign because you're nailed to a cross yep Yep. now you can't dance yeah because you're being crucified but it also made me think of like john the baptist was crucified upside down so sometimes when i see you throwing it way up in the air and it turns upside down i picture uh, some of the other apostles and disciples who were also crucified in other creative ways and you know what mac pino maybe you'll talk to my son day for me because he's a teenager so he's gonna give me grief about everything and anything he possibly can. i've been there that was me right well, okay, I'm going to have you talk to him and tell him how you like the cross because he's been giving me grief about this cross, this necklace I have where I always wear the cross around my neck. And he always goes, Mom, that that's a symbol of capital punishment from the Bronze Age. Would you wear a syringe, a little pendant around your neck or a guillotine? That's like if you had a little 14-karat gold guillotine around your neck, Mom, or, a, or an electric chair. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's beautiful. I bet there is a syringe pendant out there. I bet there is a guillotine pendant out there that someone is that someone is wearing, you know? And like, uh, and also like, I don't know, like images mean what they mean in different times, right? Like right. the swastika is a swastika. And then it's also on things that look a lot like swastikas are on a lot of like Native American art and in a lot of uh, also uh, African art and it's like you know when you're drawing a bunch of lines in a, in a shape in a shape that's like vaguely a deconstructed square you're gonna get a bunch of swastikas no matter yeah. like if you know what a swastika is or not like yeah. it's just gonna happen and I remember when you had tassels on the cross at Easter in the faster you spun it the more swastika it looked like a big whirling swastika it really did and that was a, that was a bummer yeah and it was a he was a huge bummer it was a huge bummer to me I don't love so I don't want to be out there spinning a swastika that's not Christ-like Christ would not be spinning spinning a swastika that's not what I'm all about it also happened when we were doing the math drive, adding Christ, subtracting fear. Yes, that was awesome. When we were doing adding Christ, subtracting fear, I'm out there with this big plus sign. Again, we put the tassels on it. I guess we didn't learn our lesson the first time. Spinning it around, people were like, that looks a little bit like a swastika. Now, uh, Mac, I did want to circle back because... Um you know, and maybe I don't want to bring up a touchy subject, but I do remember there was one time you you were spinning an electric chair that said justice, uh, justice for the Blevins family. And I guess, you know, which was, I think, a family of, you know, that family of nine that got murdered or something. So was that 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 I guess was just your own personal belief that you believe that that guy should should go to the electric chair? Yeah, there was, and that I remember that that case was so personal to me because oh, like really? I love that family. Okay, how did did you know them? They would just whenever they would drive by in their one van with oh. all nine of them in there, I would like they would always like cheer out the window. Oh, I see. And then there was this whole thing where it was like they weren't murdered. It was a gas leak. It was a utility company that didn't do a good job, and their house was like it wasn't well like the government wasn't regulating enough. And they all died from gas and there wasn't an alarm in it. But to me, they've the initial report that came out very quickly after they died was like, was it murder? We don't know. Resonated more. That felt more true to me. Right. And I was just like, God, I hope they get this guy. God, I need him out. Yeah. And honestly, capital punishment has become so humane. Like you talk about dying on a cross. That was agony. But nowadays you get a nice injection. You get a little zap in the electric chair. You go to sleep. They don't feel a single thing. It's like. You go to sleep. Yeah. It's in fact, it's probably too kind to these criminals. It's probably too kind. Jesus would have been so lucky as to have received the capital punishment that we have today. They give you a big meal, a big last meal of anything you want. And if you keep asking for more food, 
they have to keep bringing it to you. And that's why we have so many people still on death row because right. they just keep asking for more food and their last meal. And the government has to bring it to them. Oh, and that's the loophole really? of why we can't, why we haven't gotten rid of any of these people is because of the food loophole. Wow. So you food. don't even have to die until you run out of ideas of, for food? Or you're too full to eat any more food. You get sick of eating. You wow. get so sick of eating. Okay, fellas, what would your last meal be? Oh, this is an awesome question, you know, and I've never thought about it, but I think um, for me, there's this really amazing protein shake that I'm into right now, Hallie, that it's got a lot of maca powder. And I don't know if you guys know about maca root. No, what's but, that? Well, it's um, it's kind of a foul tasting root, but if you put it in a protein shake, it just gives you an amazing pump uh, and just really makes all your vascularity uh, just like really explode. Is it good though? Does it taste good? Well, you know, taste isn't really important when you're trying to get the type of results that I'm that I'm working on right now. So if I had to say, like, look, I'm going. I was gonna, for... I was gonna say, you look pretty shredded. Oh, thank, you. oh, thank you so much. You look pretty cut. You look pretty cut. Thank you, like, you. Ditched yeah. a lot of water weight is gone. I want to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've not been drinking any water for um the last. I'm doing a water fasting right now where I don't drink water for 48 hours. Then I give myself one glass, and then I don't drink water for 48 hours, and I, I get dizzy. But but I'm really seeing yeah. amazing results. So yeah, I would go macaroon shake. Well, how about you guys? Oh. Do you know yours, Mac? I don't. I'll, I'll think on it. How about you, Hallie? Okay. I'm going to have a lot of appetizers because this is my last yeah. meal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to start with um, cheesy garlic bread mm. that you can dip in a real tasty marinara. And then I want classic cheese sticks also dipped in a marinara, maybe with maybe a ranch dip as well, maybe a blue cheese if I want to get real gross, but... I want a classic cheese stick like you get at a TGI Friday. And then I want um, just a, a, I want a little chopped salad that has a lot of feta in it. And, um, and then I want, um, and then I want, um, uh, I want a little side dish, just a little side dish with a um, fettuccine Alfredo with a lot of Parmesan. And then for my main course, a side pasta is so fun. Not enough pe- places, not enough places order like a little ramekin of pasta. Thank you. Yes, they need to have that because sometimes I don't want. I want a lot of different kind of pasta. It's heavy to have a whole bowl of fettuccine Alfredo. Right. I just want a little one. Yeah. And then for my final meal, thank you for understanding. That makes me really excited. Like, I'm not crazy, see? And then um, for the final dish, I want a Lou Malnati's deep dish butter crust um, uh, with lots of Parmesan, um, grated Parmesan. And I want a side of extra tomato sauce so I can dip every single bite of my Lou Malnati's pizza into more tomato sauce because it's so savory. That's incredible. Thank you. I yeah. think my, I think mine would be, and by the way, and the restaurants don't like it when you do this, but you can make them put the bigger dishes into littler dishes. What? Oh, really? If they've got them, if you're like at a PF Chang's and they have three ramekins on the table uh-huh. for like their three sauces, uh-huh. and you're like, I want Dan Dan noodles, but I don't want it on the big plate. I just want a little Dan Dan noodles. And they'll do it. They have. They have legally. They have to do it. They have they to put have it in to the little if thing. If you ask, good tip. Every every restaurant, if it's a chain, if there's more than one of them. They legally have to do it. They have to leave. It's a law. It's a law. Yeah. If you are are a franchise of more than one location, you have to sort of acquiesce to a customer's um, plateware demand. That's really crazy because, you know, in Australia, we have the opposite rule, which is if anyone asks for the food to be put on a plate that it's it's not uh, by law, certain foods are matched with the plate. So Mm. if you, for example, if you put an Alfredo in a ramekin, you actually could be the the restaurant could be shut down. And that's why I love Amer- and that's why I love America. Right. That's why I love America so much. It's the best. Because of our because of our freedom. And I'll die for that. 
I'll die for you to put the fettuccine Alfredo in tiny, tiny ramekin. Thank and you. if you take if you take that away from me, I'll go to the Capitol building. Wow. And I'll I'll break marble and I'll okay. sort of I'll deface things. I'll get angry fast. Wow, you should have gone on January sixth with a sign. People would have loved you. I would have I, honestly. I would have loved to have been there, but I'm just so afraid of planes. Um, I can't really? fly. I can't fly anywhere. Oh um, really? No. When that's uh, honestly, even when that sign is up in the air spinning around, I'm like, this guy. How do you do it? Oh, I could never. Wow. I can be the spinner, but I can't be the thing flying through the air. Okay, Got it. That's cool. I figured out what mine is, though. For your last meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. okay. I would have a Tennessee clam chowder. Whoa. Oh. What's a Tennessee clam chowder? So you know like a New England clam chowder. Sure, right? sure. And you know like a Boston clam chowder. Yeah. Okay. Tennessee clam chowder is a little bit of New England clam chowder, a little bit of Boston clam chowder. What? And mix that together. Really? Now, if you want a Santa Fe clam chowder, that's a little bit of Boston clam chowder. A little bit of New England clam chowder with a queso in it. Oh, wow. It's the Arnold Palmer of soup. That's exactly what it is. It's the Arnold Palmer of soup. Wow, that is so cool. Do you ever get worried that they're flying in the clam chowder to some central place like Santa Fe or Tennessee where it's really just not going to be very fresh and then combining those? I think they make it Boston clam chowder also outside of Boston. I don't think you need to get it okay. from Boston. See, that's just another Australian thing. You can't actually serve, like if you get a Brisbane, if you get a Brisbane brisket, which is really famous brisket, you cannot make that brisket any, anywhere. Outside of Brisbane. Right, yeah. yeah. So I'm just sorry. And here, and here you can, and I'll die for that. If you try to tell me that I can't make New England clam chowder, but in, you know, Austin, Texas, I'll go to the Capitol. If you tell me, if you take, take away my freedom like that, I'll go to the Capitol, I'll rip down the American flag and I'll put up a different flag okay. that I made that I like a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, we could have Brett make flags downstairs. Now, Mac, tell me if this is too personal a question, but no, no, no. the soup made me think maybe you do this too. And I'm looking for somebody to, to affirm me in this. Do you ever mix your cereals to be like, I could have just all cap and crunch in this bowl, or I could also throw, you know what I mean, some uh, chocolate puffs in here with it. Do you ever mix your cereals? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because <gasps> yes, because... I'll die for that. Uh, and this just comes from, do you remember when you used to be able to get those? I think you can still get them. Those boxes, those like little boxes of cereal yeah. that come in like 12 packs. Yes. But it's all know, of them. Yes. Cereal, no. Yes. Yes. You don't need sure. cereal. Yeah, I don't. I'll make a Cocoa Pebbles. I guess if you want to have a long career in, in your business, you've really got to take care of your body. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sort of trying to look long term because like any dancer, like any athlete, there's sort of a cap for professional science spinner. Right. And it's like. It's early 30s, so we're like sort of rapidly approaching that. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no sort of like, first of all, there's not a lot of people that view sign spinning as sort of a larger profession. But of the ones that are, you're sort of, um, you're Ricky Lightnings, you're, you're uh, Jason Duflips, those kind of people. None of them are over 35 years old. And, you know, when, when Jason DeFlips got out at 35, it was just like, I just don't have the reflexes that I, of a 27-year-old. I just can't mm. compete. So I'm sort of looking to branching out into sort of like what, what's what's my sort of like thir- mid-30s career right. yeah. going to be? Like, I don't know. I'm going to go into the family business or like I'm going to keep doing this or I don't know. Right. I mean, yeah. What would the, the correlation be of, a you know, if you've got this one skill, I'm just... I'm, kind of trying to even figure out like what you could use it's that. not translatable okay. it's, it's got to be a full left turn okay because for me it's like i don't want to do sign spinning light you know yeah. totally yeah. if you you know like i don't want to i don't want to worship christ's friend yeah. i want to just worship christ that's right you know 
if you can't have the real thing, you do something else, which is fine. Like my dad owns a winery, whatever. I can go deal with that if I want to. Oh, wow. Well, I, you know, we really wish you the best of luck because, you know, that's that's another thing in Australia. You know, once people choose their career, you're really required by law to stay in that career until you yeah. retire. Mm. And that's why I love this country. Right. Because if someone came up to me and told me that I would zip tie them to the ground and I would die for that. I would zip tie them to the ground. I would go to the Capitol. I would leave them on the ground there. That's freedom. That's freedom for me. And I would die for that. Mac Pino was played by Zach Reno. Check out his improvised musical podcast called Off Book. It's so good. And follow him at Zach Reno. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Grey Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes.